Podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. Here we are. Week over week, yeah. You know, Joe, I saw recently in the uh, uh, in the uh, statistics or the what do you call it the uh, our yeah stati- our the, show the statistics an- the analytics. Yes, the analytics. Let's let's use the proper term. Yes, there was a spike in listeners. So, for yes, all, I'm assuming either we got some people back who haven't been on for a while, or we got some new listeners. So, if you are new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you keep listening. And and if you're a repeat listener, thank yeah. you for repeat listening. Yes, yeah, we definitely appreciate uh, all the people. Dude, we have we have a very a very committed uh, pile of people that listen every week. So. Yeah, it's like I, you get that solid number, right? You get that solid number every week from your from your solid fans. I hate to say fans, right? Like I think that's such a I don't know. I don't know if that's the right term, but you have your folks that are they they enjoy listening to the show consistently, right? But then you get your new numbers. You yeah, know, you're so. like, oh wow, this one, this oh. particular episode spiked up. You never know why. Like, you have no idea yeah. why. Like, I, the one we talked about, like HOAs and uh, your uh, what was it? The the life the life hacks that were terrible. Um, that one got a lot of listens. So see, I would listen to that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. I did actually. I went back and listened <laughs> to it. It was funny. Um, but yeah, so, actually, yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks to both groups. Yeah. So uh, real quick, what we're gonna do this show? Uh, one, we're gonna bullshit about a bunch of random shit in the beginning here. But uh, what do we have that's actually like part, like some real segments? We have, uh, I know we're going to end with some weird news. Yep. And before that, let's do it backwards. We're going to end as, as we'd like to do with weird news. Before that, right before that, we're going to do life hacks that actually work. So I'm excited for show, this one. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, I picked this out because, um, what was it? A, a few weeks ago. Was it a few weeks ago? No, yeah. We did, we did basically bullshit life hacks right yeah. like life hacks that you might read about on some some webzine or 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 whatever that they're like do this with with a with a cooking with a with an iron or do this with a hair dryer or do this with your shoe right none of that stuff actually works or no. is it worth doing the iron and in, in, in hair dryer was the pizza <laughs> yeah that, that 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 has to be one of the most ridiculous ones so, so dumb I, I had a listener message me about that that was pretty funny <laughs> I, yeah, right. And, and if you guys go back and listen to that episode, it'll definitely give you a framing for some of these life hacks that actually work. Yeah. Yes. And I have uh, I have a Guinness World Record that got broken. Oh, cool. Yes. Cool. Uh, very interesting. And I have, uh, what do I, oh, I have a, uh, <laughs> I was at a wedding and I was taking photos and I had a, my assistant was there and then we had a video guy then that was there. His name's James. He's been, I've worked with him probably, geez, probably 12. 12 different weddings over the years now. Okay. 15 maybe. So we're like, we're good buddies. The DJ never worked with this guy before. He had the craziest DJ oh. like announcing voice when, you know, like, uh, you know, people are coming like, Oh, you know, like everybody on your feet for the new Mr. And Mrs. You know, Smith. Yeah. Yeah. His was crazy. And so I, normally, normally I, with these things, you expect like, like a kind of like a radio voice or like a pleasant announcer voice. Right. And what you're saying is that that wasn't the case. No, no, it was, I don't even know how to describe it. I actually, I do because my wife described it because I played it for her. Um, <laughs> okay. 
So the, I'll, I'll play it first here in a little bit, uh, but that's, okay. that's coming. Uh, but one thing I wanted to bring up uh, before we get into everything, actually, is uh, how do you feel about the sound effects that we use on the show, Joe? Because I was listening to another podcast. Okay. And they were, they were playing these, like, canned, you know, you know that one. Yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Are they overplayed or are we just hypersensitive to them because we use them? And when I hear it on someone else's show, I'm like, oh, I'm like, they also have that same sound effect. Well, I think some of those sound effects are, are just basically, I don't, I don't, I don't know if the right word is in there in the public domain. Cause I actually don't know if they are. No, they not, are. But they, I, are. They, they come like, some of them come preloaded on the board. Like when you buy Okay. Them. So many of them are in the public domain. Yeah. So right. I was wondering, like, like do do people? I want to hear from like, do people like the sound effects, or do they think like, oh, it's not that funny, it's corny? Well, I don't think we you I don't think we utilize them nearly enough because you and I usually get like deep into a conversation. We're not and we're not like right up on the board ready to go. I think I think we could play them more, but I don't think we overplay them. I think there's a higher potential of other shows overplaying them. Certainly not us. Yeah. So I I like to find the ones that are like that are not common you know what i mean like yeah, like the ones yeah. we have like the you know you son of a bitch and yeah the, the wilhelm scream surprise motherfucker oh oh well, that one <laughs> that was not it <laughs> that was not this is it. <laughs> oh that was good uh i did find a new one though joe that gonna, i gotta find the right time to use it but you want to hear it real quick and then we're gonna move on i'm sorry here we go. oh you don't want you don't want to you don't want to find like the right time to use it you I just do want to play it first. I do, but I just want to play it first because we we okay. talk about we talk about this a lot and something you know and it comes up in conversation. So here here it is. Fuck okay. the algorithm. <laughs> Wait, did she say? Fuck did she the say? Algorithm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I found. I was watching a show. I'm like, oh, it's perfect. I'm like, oh, the algorithm. The algorithms. So all right, enough of that. Okay. Uh, so, all right. So Joe, one thing that happened recently for us was our daughter graduated on Friday. Yeah. You've had a, you've had a relatively busy week. I think we have, especially with that. Yep. She's graduated high school. She's officially, uh, you know, on to college here in the next like, you know, two and a half months, which is very weird. So um, you had what they had the ceremony over at the high school, right? Or was it somewhere else? No, it was at the high school. They, they were going to do it in the, uh, uh, in the auditorium, but it was actually a gorgeous okay. day. So they moved it out to the football field, which was great. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cause normally you got to buy, not buy, but you have to get tickets for family. So you only get so many. Right. Just like pick and choose. Like, I guess you can come, but maybe not her like, so, but no, yeah. at the football field that you can just bring whoever you want. Cause there's lots of room. Oh, like there's, it's just, it's just, it doesn't matter. Like they don't even say like, you can only bring like four people or whatever. It's, it's no whole, like there's no cop, there's no top end to it. No, no, you just, just pack the bleachers. Pack them in. All right. Yeah. But with that, with that said, I actually texted you during the graduation before it started. You did. You did. I think I know where this is going. Yeah. So I want to get your opinion on, we haven't really talked about it yet. Uh, Okay. I just wanted to let you know that it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Preparing me to talk. So we got there. Okay. We got there like an hour before graduation because we wanted to make sure that we got a good seat. Yeah. And you're thinking an hour is like the right time to get there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. Like we pulled in the parking lot. No one's really there yet. We're like, perfect. Dude. Right. Like, let's just walk down. We'll just hang for an hour. And there was, uh, there was blankets spread out on the bleachers. Like people had already showed up and claimed their spot. 
with blankets. So let me, let me make sure I have this right. They that because every they expected everyone to sit in the bleachers, right? I'm assuming there wasn't any other place for people to sit, not like the grass or anything, right? right. It was all bleachers. It was all it was all bleachers. Okay, so you got there an hour early, mm-hmm. and there's clearly there's clearly blankets strewn about on the bleachers of people who laid them out to reserve their spot. But they're they make sure this part's clear. They're not there. They're not there. They're literally nowhere to be found. No, no, no. They're not there at all. Like they they came like 15 minutes before the thing started. So that was my gripe. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> that's such, okay. That's some bullshit. I know. And actually I know, I know one of the, the people who did it and she listens to our show. Oh no. <laughs> I oh, told no. her, I told her that I was like, I'm going to talk about it because I know you did it. <laughs> so I feel bad and I'm not going to say who it is, but that's she, okay. she that's knows okay. When, when she's listening, you know, who you we're are. all, we're all allowed to, to disagree on certain things. That's, that's right. Okay. It's just a disagreement. So I also, feel like, like uh, how like, many though, can you give me a number? I would say that there was probably about 10 blankets I saw in, in various all, places. All in like prime real estate, though, prime like real center, estate, yes. right? Yeah. Down front, you know, prime real estate. So as I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, these, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I feel like, I feel like in, in situations like this events like this, yeah, the only way you should be able to reserve where you're sitting is by sitting there. Like, I don't think you can just come and put stuff down and be like, this is mine. I'll be back later. Well, yeah. Here's what I would find acceptable. If someone got there even earlier than you did, mm-hmm. put their blanket down and then continued to bum around the facility. Like they maybe stuck around the bleachers or they went to get something to drink or something. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I know there is that side of it because I thought that as well. I'm like, okay, what if they are, like, what if they're helping with like the preparation right. for graduation right. and they just want to make sure that a good seat because they couldn't be there. I was like, there is that. I get that. So there is like a gray area, but there's no way to, no way to, to determine that as you're sitting there, like looking at the no. blanket, <laughs> like wishing no, you were a little closer. As an observer, you're just staring at it going, I'm actually here and I want to sit down and I can't because all of these people threw their blankets all over the place like a, um, like, basically like, like they called the restaurant and made a reservation. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, I guess in that case, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. It was, it was just weird. It's, it's like when you go to a parade and people have already come down and put their chairs up. Yeah. And you show up and, and all these chairs are strewn about. I guess that's a little bit different, I suppose, because, you know, there's, there's a ton of roadside places, you know, that's right. I mean, at the parade, you can go for miles and you can kind of set up somewhere else, I guess, if you want. Yeah. It's, it's not as bad in that situation, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I think, I, I think I, I get why people do it, but it's also, it's also a little bit, what's, I don't know, disheartening or it's, it's very, um, like you get there, like you did an hour early, you genuinely wanted to sit there and everyone's taken prime real estate with their blankets. So you're kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know you're, you're actually there. Like so, that's what we thought. There. We showed up early. So did they, but they didn't stay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We don't need to keep talking about it. I just thought it was like, uh, it just got, it bothered me a little bit. All right. So next time we see this happen though, people will think about 
this very deep, in-depth conversation <laughs> extra about why or why it might not be right to reserve your spot with a blanket. Yeah. Do you just grab the blanket and like throw it somewhere and just sit there anyways? You know what I mean? I, I, I think you throw it over your head, actually. Oh, okay. So when they get there, they pull it off and you're like, boo. You just move it somewhere else. Like, I don't know. Like, it was over there when I got there. Uh, I, someone, like, yeah, someone, someone else did it. <laughs> it was way, it's way up at the back, like in a real bad spot. <laughs> yeah. Like, who put it? Who put it behind that tree over there? Like beats me. I don't know. All yeah. right. So yeah. So that that's that. Enough of that. Um, the other the other thing that Joe wanted to talk about was the uh, that wedding DJ that I mentioned. Oh yeah. I, I do you have like? Can you describe this or anything? Like what? No, I have, what I have a little clip. I have a clip of it. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so I'm just gonna play the clip. All right. I think should I should I talk about anything like beforehand? Well, uh, what I mean, but yeah. Well, set set the stage here. Right. This is this is what you're you're taking the photos yeah and the wedding dj is about to do what so the show so the bridal the- party it's like a six second clip it's not very long okay um the bridal party is just about to be announced in it's, it's like their big grand announcement they always do like the the family you know like the parents of the bride then they have the, yeah. the bridal party then they do like you know you're the maid of honor and best man yeah. and then everybody on your feet for the bride and groom anyway like you said it's usually very radio announcery yeah, kind of or like just a pleasant, a pleasant microphone voice. Maybe a little bit of energy, but you know, not uh, not crazy, right? So here, right. here's what this guy sounded like. It, super nice guy, by the way. Super okay. nice guy. I talked to him, and he t- he talks in a regular voice. But here's his here's his announcing voice. Ladies and gentlemen, your wedding party, Savannah and Pat. Did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do Wait a minute. I'm gonna do it one more time. One more time. Do it again. I gotta. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, your wedding party. Savannah and The guy sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like he sounds crazy. I can't figure out. I've heard, I feel like I've heard that in 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 a dozen other either be movies like 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 comedies or movies or something before. Like I. I'm trying to pin it on something. First off, it, I that's so out there it's, for a wedding voice. I know. And as soon as we heard it, I remember too, like I glanced over at my assistant. She glanced over at me. And like, it was, as soon as we locked eyes for a moment, we just both started laughing behind the camera. <laughs> and then it just got worse. I, I actually have all of it. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Uh, Cause they start naming like names and stuff like, more, yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, like last names and stuff. Uh, but yeah, dude, it was, it was crazy. And I, Again, I, I've I've done a lot of weddings, uh, hundreds of weddings, and I've never heard anybody announce like that before. It was very bizarre. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't want to, you know, because like you said, it, they're they're clearly making a business out of this, so I don't want to speak ill of them. But it's just um, at first when you first hear it, and I'm sure it's something you eventually kind of get used to. But when you first hear it, you kind of do a double take, right? Yeah. Oh, people were too because I was looking around. And I saw some people like looking at each other, kind of raising an eyebrow, like what? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I finally figured out what it sounds like. What's that? The the nineteen, I think it was nineteen eighty eight, eighty six. I can't remember. Beetlejuice. Oh, these be a little Beetlejuicy. Yeah, it yeah. sounds a little Beetlejuicy, like it's um. It does uh, sort of have that Beetlejuice kind of vibe. That that sound, that growl. Yeah, it's a very guttural. Yeah, like. 
he's really getting into it, but everything is coming like up through and then it, and his throat is like vibrating. My wife, right? thought, and then, yeah, my wife thought it sounded sort of Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, it's like Gilbert Godfrey meets Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, it's like one of the things. Like I even talked to the video guy about it. Yeah, I was like, "What do you do? Like, do you actually like, go up and say something to him, or just like I don't think you can? Well, shouldn't somebody say something at some point to this man? I, it's like you got to dial said, back. You got to dial back a little bit, man. Like I don't want to be that guy. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think that's what's happening. Is that because and and I, I don't know. I I can't do this, right? It's not like I should be up there doing this. But it seems like to me like there's just too much effort going into the voice, right? It's there's too much coming up and through, and thus he's kind of like turning. It's like it's like peaking, and then it's just I, I don't know how to describe it, but it just sounds like there's too much coming up and through his voice. Like if he dialed it back a little bit and just used the microphone, it might sound a little bit better. It was, yeah, because it was. I remember I was talking to him, and I was like, "Hey, when are we?" Uh, I was like, "When are we doing the cake cut?" You know, I always want to make sure that we're I'm on the same page. I'm not going to miss shit. Right. Uh, he's like, actually, right now, he's like, I'm, I'm going to announce it in. This is how he's talking to me. He's like, yep, I'm going to get rid of the mic and uh, I'm going to announce this in. And he's like, everybody turn your attention for the cake cut. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> my God. I'm like, why do you do this every time you get on the mic? <laughs> like, he changes it just for that moment. It's like, just say it. Just say just it the say, way you were talking to me. But yeah, do it like louder. that. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, everybody turn your attention to the cake table. You know, we're going to have our, <laughs> you know, ceremonial cutting of the cake, you know, whatever he does. But. Uh, yeah, it was just strange to me, and I thought it was very funny. I thought I'd, I'd be sharing that on the show. I, I have this image in my head of like somebody talking to you and then literally turning 90 degrees to the right right, and being like, it's time for the cake cut. Right? That's what happened. Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> oh, and man. then they turn back to you, and they're like, okay, so anyway, we're going to be doing that at about 3 o'clock. Pretty right? much. That's, that's exactly how it went down. It was very weird. Well, <sighs> I, hope his, I hope his business continues to thrive. And maybe, maybe over time, uh, he'll work on the voice a little bit. Yeah. Well, I will say, okay, so it, you know, for him in general, good DJ played, dude, his mixing was incredible. Actually, he did really good. Well, that's, that's good. That's really good. Uh, he was, he was like Johnny on the spot with everything. Uh, I got to go back to the mixing though, because even my sister and I were both talking about it and uh, we're thoroughly impressed you like his, his transitions from one song to the, like into the next, uh, you, you know how, like when they weren't playing like the full song. It would get like maybe three quarters of the way through. Right. Right. And they would just, you know, do that match beat thing and kind of mix right into the next song. Well, that's cool. He was, he was actually doing all of that. Yeah. It was fun. Some DJs, some, some DJs still won't do that. Right. The song will end and they'll just go to the next song. Right. right. Yeah. No, it was like a, it was a smooth mix. It was fun. It just kept the vibe going, you know, cause you're just cool, matching those cool. beats. It never like, it never goes downhill as far as like the tempo goes. Right, the like energy that. in the room, so to speak. Yeah, it was fun, man. I, I he did a really good job on that. Just, uh, just got changes. Good. He got changes and now some voice a little bit. Yeah, you know what? It'll come. With, well, I wonder how long he's been doing it. But it'll come in time. It will, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think he's probably set in his ways. Uh, so, all right. So I have. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Oh, the uh, VHS thing. Yes. So. Yeah. 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 So a few, a few, four, ten, you know, twenty episodes ago, whatever it was, uh, we brought up, or you actually brought up in a Craigslist game we were playing. Yeah, I think I remember this one. Yeah, somebody had some VHS tapes for sale. I think it was like the Star Wars collection, mm -hmm. but they were used, so they weren't really that valuable. But I saw this, uh, I saw this article because something we were asking 
during that segment was, you know, have, have VHS tapes gotten to the point of, you know, like has the nostalgia of these things raised the value for people. Right. Right. And apparently according to the New York post in this article, they have unopened, like unused, never before watched, still sealed. Dude, some of these, if you got VHS tapes sitting around your house that you haven't opened for some reason, you might have a little bit of a small fortune. So, but just to be clear, they are completely sealed, basically mint condition, right? It can't be something that somebody watched a hundred times and just stuffed back in the sleeve, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. The example, uh, in December of 2021, there was an auction held in New Jersey where somebody okay. had, somebody had the, uh, the let's see holding on to the retro buh, 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 mint condition star wars vhs tape star wars the first tape star wars the the original release probably of the of the of the original movie in 1979 78 i think it was 78 uh 77 77 okay yes yeah, so at auction this mint condition unopened star wars tape see i think the reason is because if you bought star wars on vhs what the hell are the odds you didn't open it and watch it? Right. It's uh, those, there aren't, there can't be many of those. So just, there literally can't be because everyone who bought it, it was a smash hit. Anyone who wanted to get it was going to watch it. Unless somebody was smart enough to foresee, you know, the value right, of this right. thing and bought, literally bought two copies and didn't open one. Uh, it sold for $57,000. What? At auction. Fifty. 57,000? Yes. See, I was thinking, like, in my head, I was thinking a few thousand, maybe, like, five or 6,000 based on some things I've seen on eBay. How much did this one go for? 50 57,000. This was... Wow. Oh, yeah, I mean, that that's one instance. Okay, now, I will say, down the article, it says, an original Star Wars tape can also fetch 3,500. Uh I wonder what made that one special. I don't know. I think maybe this is like, maybe if you're just selling it like on your own, maybe, maybe in the right setting at an auction, you know, when, when people are bidding yeah, back and forth, they could drive it on it. Right. Uh, but yeah, so there, there's some out there, like even like it says a, a three piece Halloween movie set, uh, $500 people say that have been sold for. Interesting. And that, that also unopened, right? Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I'm, I'm just looking down the list of, uh, Oh my God. You, you know, what's okay. So you know, what's, and I'm sure, I'm sure there's classics on the list, right? Like is jaws in there or like top gun or any of the Indiana Jones, any of them listed? Yeah. Here's some here. It says, uh, blues brothers, obviously all the star Wars, alien, Batman, uh, double impact. That's a fucking great Van Damme movie. That's uh, it's classic Jurassic definitely classic. Park Happy Gilmore like it's not even dating like that far back well how about think about that for a second that's a reminder that Jurassic Park came out in the VHS era or at least during the crossover era yeah oh yeah yeah it was it was the crossover era because that that was like when when you were in that stage where like oh I have it on VHS and DVD yeah, <laughs> you want to come over to my house and watch it on DVD? Yeah, we're like, yeah, we're, we're the the companies are actually having to put out two different medias. Yeah, because they were all switching over. 
Yep. Um, but uh, no, it says you're Back to the Future 1986 edition, uh, $20,000. Uh, $20,000, wow. First Blood, Rambo First Blood from 1982 took in 12,000. Jaws took in, uh, that's not 1983, that's like 70. That's like 77, I think, as well, or 76. I'm sorry. I wonder if it's like a re release or something of it. Oh, maybe that was like 10,000. But yeah, they just have like tons of, uh, I guess there's a whole well, site with these auctions. And on. you know, you know what I'm thinking about though, too? Like a lot of, so sometimes just finding a VHS copy of a movie is, if to, for some people, is valuable because they, so a lot of times those VHS cuts of the movies are the original cuts of the movie that were first released before the modern age of going back and re-editing scenes and touching them up with different color or cha even changing dialogue, right? But the thing is, is that these are not being purchased to watch in their original form. These are just being purchased to be put back on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, you just want to own it. That's it. Yeah, like, I just want to have this sealed copy of Star Wars or Jaws or whatever. Because I was thinking in my head, I was like, oh, I could see why people do that. But then I realized, well, wait a minute. That's not even the case here. People, this is just valuable because it's valued it's not because they're going to watch it or now as soon as you crack that thing open it's, it's, done. it's done yeah, yeah you might, you get might as well bucks for it yeah you might as well pop it up on craigslist like we saw for um for 25 dollars. yeah so if you like if you went to if you went to like a uh, like a flea market or something where they have they just have fucking bins of, of vhs tapes for like a dollar i've seen them yeah not that you're going to probably find unopened ones but you know, still, if you might had be, some might of those, be worth a look. I'm sure that they're worth more than a dollar, you know, now, like they're saying that some of these might be like 30 bucks, 50 bucks, you know, for, for a tape that, that yeah. people are looking for. Uh, so well, you always get those a stories. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You always get those stories too, where like I went to a flea market and I found this, right. And it's something that's worth like $3,500 or it's a, it's an antique uh, something or other that hasn't been seen in 200 years, right? It turns up at like a, a yard sale or a thrift sale. I mean, that stuff will never happen to me. Is that a there's show? There's always that story. Yeah, well, there there is an antique Like antique show on pickers or, uh, oh, there's a, yeah, what's that one picker show? American Pickers? American Pickers, yeah, where they'll go to those flea markets and shows. and Look at people's uh, houses. They'll just like root through their fucking barns and attics yeah, and shit. Yeah, that's right. Looking for stuff that they, they think is valuable or whatever. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun, actually. You have to really know your stuff, though. Yeah, it, you know what? And I think, I think that it's one of those things where it those things are only valuable to certain to certain subsections of buyers, right? Mm -hmm. Like this might be worth fifty thousand dollars to or twenty thousand or seven hundred dollars to somebody, but you and I would probably never pay that for it. No, no, you definitely. You very much have to find the right buyer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's that, Joe. There's our. There's our little section on uh, on hopefully maybe maybe you have some old VHS tapes you haven't watched and they're worth a, well, a small fortune. If somebody does, the easiest way I was I was kind of doing some cross research while you were talking about this. Um, if if somebody's just curious if they might even have anything valuable, the easiest thing to do, and this actually goes for other things too. Mm -hmm. uh, if you've got say an unopened Star Wars or an unopened Jaws or something, just go to eBay and type it in, and eBay gives you a pretty good relative expectation for if you were trying to sell it. Um, what are they selling so, for on eBay? Well, this last time this article that I'm reading was updated, which is actually very recently. Um, it said when they, in their research, 
the last when they at the time they wrote this article, the last copy of like Star Wars unopened went for seven thousand. Unopened Top Gun eighty two hundred unopened on eBay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or unopened Raiders of the Lost Ark um, twelve thousand six hundred seventy nine dollars. So, wow. Yeah, you yeah. got to be a real collector. You know, to dude, yeah, to dump that kind of cash into a into an old movie, it's <laughs> crazy. That you're not even right. That you're just going to put back up on your shelf, so when people come over, you can say that's an unopened copy of, <laughs> of Top Gun, right? Yeah, and you have your eBay receipt like mounted beside it. Like I paid yeah, look, eight thousand dollars for that. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right, because your friends are going to go like, oh cool, did you get that for like twenty, thirty bucks or something? And you're going to go no, mm, um, uh, eighty two, and they're like, oh, eighty two dollars, mm, eighty two hundred. Do you think there has to be some sort of like, like uh, you know how like uh, uh certain thing like like coins or shit have to be rated? Uh, is there some is there some way that there has to be like a certificate of authenticity that this is actually sealed and not just resealed? Man, I don't know. Like, that's a that's a great question because I don't know if any of these come with any authenticity guarantee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a great question. Is that I, I think okay. I think the re- the reason why they're still authentic is because they still have the original store sticker or something on them. And that's relatively more difficult to reproduce. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I used to work in a VHS store uh, when I was like 18. I remember that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Be kind, rewind. <laughs> or else or else you had to do it. Or else we have to do it, yeah. I don't think we ever like, like really like charge people. Like, I'm sorry. I remember that. Like you have a 50 cent charge for rewinding. <laughs> we had rewinders were, there. We had yeah, like three of them under the counter. Right. And they were faster than the home machines. They were way faster. I remember when some of like the, the way at the time, like when the, like most modern VCRs would come out. Yeah. They would have like a, a turbo rewind feature. Yeah. So it would start out slow. And then you would hear that thing just wind up. <laughs> you think it'd be dangerous for the tape though. Oh, and I'm sure that's why they were so slow to begin with, right? The first v- first couple generations of VCRs very easily probably could have torn the tape apart. Yeah, we had uh, we we had VHS tape repair kits and shit. Really? Yeah, we sometimes they come back and people were like, "Oh, my VCR ate it." Oh no! And sometimes you have to cut and splice and you know the the, the old tape together. But the problem was like when you re rent it back out. You have to tell somebody, like, because we we either flag it or just get rid of it. Uh, but at the time, those tapes were expensive, and they did not want to just get rid of it. Right. Anything you could do to keep it in inventory, right? Yeah. So you'd be like, you know, this particular copy, like, it's the only one we have here. It has about four seconds missing from, like, one section of it where it got, <laughs> you know, where the tape broke, and we had to mend it back together. Just, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Not a problem that uh, exists anymore, really. Nope. Yeah. So, all right, Joe. Let's uh, let's move on to your. I want to get into your segment about yeah. uh, uh, the life hacks that actually work. Yes, I'm. I'm excited for this one because I think we kind of we kind of shit on life hacks like a few weeks ago. So I figure we could balance the scales a little bit. Yeah. And give people something a little more practical that they could actually use at home or wherever they are. Yeah. This would be some good uh, descriptions for you since you know it's all fairly visual stuff. It is, but I tried to pick out ones that 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 you can kind of get just by listening to. Okay. You know, I you don't have to like build anything with this. Hopefully. Right. How many you have? How many life hacks? I've got 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got seven. I mean, I'll start. If we start running low on time, we can save some for next time. Okay. Yeah, we're good. We're only, we're only a half hour in. And I just so folks know, I did kind of secondary and tertiary check these. Like I didn't, I didn't specifically try any myself, but I did make sure that they weren't bullshit. Okay. Right. Like I tried to make sure that like I verified it against several different testimonials that this stuff actually works. Okay. So I'm relatively confident. So you ready? Yeah. Okay. This first one I thought was really cool and I had no idea it worked and I'm, I'm going to try it as soon as I get to work next week. Okay. So it, if you've got a dry erase board mm -hmm. or any surface or any glossy surface that somebody took a Sharpie to, do you know how, let me ask you first, do you know how to get that Sharpie off? I've seen different ways. Uh, I do know that you can use like, like isopropyl alcohol. Sure. Or, sure. Yeah. I've also seen too, that you can actually use a, like the marker, like the, the legit marker that's supposed to be dry erase marker and like rub it all over it. Well, why don't you just do this segment? Oh, is that it? <laughs> is that how you take it off? Does that actually work? Yes, actually. And and I did I did verify this with a couple places uh, on the interwebs. Okay. If you if you see if you have like if you're at work or at home and one of your kids or whatever takes a sharpie to a dry erase board. Yeah. All you do is take the dry erase marker itself, the original markers that came with like the dry erase board, uh -huh. and like basically just kind of paint over the Sharpie line. And then while it's still wet, don't wait for it to dry. Take, you know, take your cloth or your paper towel or whatever and wipe across it. And it should pull up most, if not all of the, of the Sharpie. Wow. I didn't know that actually worked. I just saw it. I saw it somewhere. Some probably on life hack videos. And yeah, right, right. So that actually works. I'm, I don't have a dry erase marker or board. Well, but Oh no, we everybody, do. we do. But there you go. Yeah. Like a little corner. I'm going to try it when I get to work though, because okay. of course I can try it at work and no one's going to care. But I did, I did like check several sources to make sure that this wasn't total bullshit. And from what I can tell, it's real. So if somebody draws like a big wiener and permanent marker, you, you have a that legit way to get rid of it. Is the classic example. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Yes. The, what do you, what did you call that? The one time the, the greater, Oh, that's the greater blank space penis theory. Yes. <laughs> That's and how it's a very scientific theory. It states that any blank space mm -hmm. left open for an undetermined amount of time will eventually have a penis drawn on it. I totally 100% believe that because it doesn't, it'll happen. It's amazing where you go sometimes and just find a picture of a wiener. Yep, right there. We went to, we went to Centralia before, like back when, <laughs> back, yes, yes, we did. Back when you could still go there. I think it's actually closed off now. But uh, that, that was, we talked about this on another show, but if you didn't hear that one, it's the, it's the town that had the coal fire under the, they ended up having to like, yeah, like get everybody out of the town and the, it's an the, abandoned town. Yeah. yeah. The coal's like still burning underground. Anyway, there was a section of the highway, like a mile, mile and a half long that they had to reroute. So it, it was totally abandoned. It was like all busted up and shit. Right. Right. And I think we counted like it was well over a hundred, a hundred wieners drawn on that highway because it was it was comical because as we started i'm like i'm like this is like the seventh or eighth one i've seen yeah so i'm like i'm, just, just, I'm just counting them i'm counting them <laughs> it was it was for miles miles it was crazy I think the, that stretch was like two or three miles long because we walked it and it was like every 10 feet was another one it's this uncontrollable urge to draw a phallic object on a blank spot 
it just is uncontrollable and it, they were everywhere there were some creative ones yeah happy ones sad ones yeah i so the, my favorite one that we saw it was it was the side profile of a of a hard taco shell ah uh, yes with a wiener inside of it <laughs> <laughs> It was fantastic. <laughs> somebody got somebody got very creative with that one. Yes, they did. I'm sorry. I really took us down the wrong road. Okay. There. All right. So go All right on, number go two. On. Yes. Number two. This is a quick and easy one, but everybody should know this. This is a personal safety one. If you're ever alone and you actually start to choke, like, oh. you, you know, you cannot breathe, you should use a chair or a countertop and position it underneath your ribs and basically slam yourself you know, pull it in towards the underneath of your, of your rib cage to basically give yourself the Heimlich maneuver. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I was, I will say I was choking once when I lived by myself, uh, it's, many, many years ago. It's terrifying. And I, it is. And I almost did it. Like I was like sizing up the counter and luckily like I was able to get enough air through my, through my airways that mm. I didn't slam, you know, I didn't slam the counter into, into right underneath my rib cage. But if, so this is important, I think. I think people should know this. If you need to do so, turn it, you know, take a chair or take a counter and just, you know, basically you just want to slam it in underneath your rib cage to, to you know, to, to perform the Heimlich on yourself. Yeah, it is scary because once, once you realize you're starting to choke, yeah, uh, it, it panic sets in immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's if, I'm sure people, yeah, I think it's probably happened to everybody at least once. Uh, yeah. It, it's, terrifying moment it happened to me like i don't know, like six months ago or something we were having like roast beef and i got uh, I, I had a little piece it was a little too big i tried to swallow yep. it got stuck it was terrifying and i ended up uh, i did it like i gave myself the old like boom like in the chest yeah and got it out but yeah frightening it's, it's something everybody should keep in the back of their mind should have happened especially if you're by yourself because if you're by yourself there's no one to turn to except yourself you right know? Yeah, good. That's so, a, that's a scary one, Joe. Let's go on the third one. I'm scared. Well, here's a, here's a, here's a, this is also in the maybe not lifesaver, but like definitely like just kind of like a safety thing you should do. Okay. Um, if you're ever out and about, and it doesn't matter what the animal is, people typically refer to a dog. Um, your your natural inclination, like let's suppose a dog is mad at, for whatever reason, a dog comes after you and it latches onto your arm, okay. right, or it latches onto whatever your leg or something like that. Most people's instinctual um, response is to pull away, right? right? What you want to do, it, doesn't, it could be any animal, cat, dog, whatever. What you want to do is if, if an animal is attempting or is biting into you, you want to push your appendage, usually it's your arm, forward into it. And you want to take your other arm and push the head off. So do you kind of follow that there? Yeah. Right? Be, because most because pulling away actually makes the grip worse. Pushing in to their jaw actually will push their jaws apart. So another safety thing there, if you ever get in that situation where like, you know, you've got something on your arm, push into it, don't pull away. Now, of course, this stuff is all hard to remember mm. under the, uh, you know, in the moment. But if you just put it in the back of your mind, maybe it'll sink in. Yeah, I always, I've, I've heard a, uh, I've heard one before that you're supposed to take your finger and try and put it in the dog's butt. <laughs> Are you serious? I've heard that years ago. I, I, I don't know if it's true. I don't know, but I can't, I don't know, man. Like I think, would you, would you, 
in that moment of like of like panic and terror as, as a dog's maybe got a hold of your arm or something are you gonna really reach around and try and try and you know shove a finger up his butt I, I don't <laughs> like i don't think that that's for some reason i think i'm gonna remember the one that i just described before i think about maybe fing, finger yeah. in the butt maybe maybe take a thumb and like put it like shove it in his eyeball like you know that might be more yeah. effective than than trying to reach a whole way around him I don't see how you would do that if if an animal is biting into you anyway. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. I guess I guess it'd depend on like the. I don't know, man. I wouldn't try it. I wouldn't try it. What, what yeah, the, like I, why would the dog like would just be like like whoa hey whoa you know like, oh, oh, whoa sorry I didn't I didn't know this was that kind of thing yeah okay, it's not that kind of party man like <laughs> right. just, it just casually walks away yeah it's like man what is happening here. <laughs> I mean, crazy. I go to bite the guy, yeah. and he puts a he puts his thumb in my butt. Yeah, he's going back and tells like buddy dogs later. <laughs> like, you never Don't believe what happened. Yeah, yeah, he stuck his finger in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a weirdo, right? Oh, that's funny. All right, all right. Yeah, what's your what's your next what's your next? Okay, one? <laughs> getting back to more. So this the next two are practical things. Just you can in the house, right? So yeah. we'll get we'll get away from survival for a second. Okay. Um. If if you're the kind of person who really tears up with onions, mm-hmm. put the onion in the freezer for five to ten minutes before chopping it. Oh, really? Yes, and it, it slows down enough of the process that you can pretty much chop the onion, you know, without worrying about like you know tearing up or the the the, the literal like gases from the onion getting into your eyes. Yeah, that's good so, to know. Freezer, ten minutes, onion. Um, Second one I have is I was, I, I've I was gonna never say real done, quick, real quick to the onion. Oh yeah, thing. go ahead. You know what's really effective against that? Contacts. Uh, not doing it. Contacts. Oh, contacts. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like if I if I'm cutting an onion wearing my contacts, no problem. Really? Like it, it doesn't. See, I would think that it makes it worse, but it doesn't. No. If I have my glasses on and I'm cutting an onion, whoa. Yeah. So that's where I would probably use the freezer trick. Is if I uh, yeah if I happen to have my glasses on. Oh, that's so, and I'm, so the glasses don't even help at all. Oh God, no, no. And I've heard that too from people that like who wore contacts and then got LASIK and don't have to wear anything anymore. Oh that, man. Uh, now, that now oh, cutting onions is like really, really difficult. Yeah. Cause it really, they didn't, they never even realized it happened before. Yeah. I yeah. see. So, all right. What's your next one? Well, this is, um, again, another practical one for the house. I have never tried this and I, and I can't vouch for it, but it sounded interesting. So I would, I threw it in here. Um, if you're, if you need to save paint, so you like paint your kitchen or you paint your bedroom or something and you need to save the paint, um, put a, take a, a layer of the cling saran wrap, put it on the, spread it across the top of the open paint can before you put the lid back on. That makes sense. So it doesn't get that like skin on it. Exactly. And it, and it, and then when you go to pop the lid off. It does it. It just literally pops right off. At least that that's what that's what like the the description in the video showed was that like the the paint just dries to the you know the plastic saran wrap. Yeah. So it just pops right off when you're ready to go use it again. Plus, it also has the added benefit of being a better seal. That's true for, the, for air. Oh, oh. So you put the saran wrap over top of the can and then push the lid on that, so it gets a good seal. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I was envisioning yep. like like shoving the saran wrap like all the way down to the paint. Top, like the top oh. of the actual paint. Oh no! So yes, I could see, definitely see how that when I described it, it, it sounded that way. But yeah, just take just take it and put it over over the circumference of the where the lid snaps down. Okay. 
and then then push the lid down on top of it. Yeah, you have a little bit of saran wrap sticking out of the edge, but who cares? When you go to pop off the paint can, apparently someone test this and let me know because I I have not done it here at my own house, but you should should be able to just pop the paint can right off or paint the paint lid right off. I'll have to try that next time we uh, next time we paint something. Yeah, and we're painting stuff all the time, so it should be should be something one of us is gonna eventually gonna do. You you paint shit all the time anyway, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got a lot of it done now, but I'm sure there's something <laughs> I'm sure there's something around the corner. Damn it, I was just I was like six months too late with my tip. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Joe. I know. All right. Uh last one. Mm-hmm. Last one. Here we go. Um, I did not know this, and now I'm really tempted to try it. So if you are driving, whatever, you're in your car and the car is rolling along um, and you accidentally, and this is this, I've actually done this once or twice, but I didn't know you could do this. If the car is just rolling along and you accidentally turn the car off, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, when that happens, they just panic, right? They think, oh, well, now I'm going to have to, you know, depress the brake, pull to the side of the road and right. start the car again, right? Jump out. Right. <laughs> Jump out, roll. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So no, so, what do you, you do? You just and I I I am so tempted to try this now. I actually watched a video of a guy, multiple people actually on YouTube do this. As long as you're going a, more than say twenty or twenty five miles per hour or so, so you bump the ignition, the car is now off, and you're uh. still like going down the highway. Maybe you're doing fifty, sixty miles per hour or whatever. All you do is take the key and turn it back to the on position. It's as simple as that. You don't, don't turn it over. Start the car again. Yeah. It just most all modern fuel injected computerized cars. If you accidentally turn the car off, you can just turn it back on. You don't need to recrank it. You don't need to pull over to the side of the road. Uh, you don't need to, you, you don't have to do anything except just turn it back on again. I had no idea. And I thought that was really cool. Cause this guy in the video he shows the speedometer. He's on the side of the road and he reaches up and he turns the car off and he's doing like the, oh no, what do I do? I, right. sh- should I pull over into this McDonald's? How about I just turn the car back on? <laughs> okay, so just turn it back on. Okay, but without cranking, yeah. just turn it just turn it back to the on right. position. Do not, do not go over to the crank because then you're just going to be just like it sounds like when the, because what will happen is, right, the compression in the car and the, the computer will realize the car's already running and the computer's smart enough to be like, oh, I'm already running, so I'm just going to start the fuel injection and go again. And it would just just start right back up. That's like when, like back in the day, uh, when you had a standard. Yep. And your like starter was bad. Yeah, you could roll it down the hill, right? You could roll it down the hill and then just dump your clutch and uh, get yep. the, get the old uh, get the old car started that way. That's remember in, in the Karate Kid, they always had to they had to push the car. Remember that? Yes. Yes, and, it, and to get it started. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's sort of the same way. Where it's probably probably you know more. You know, probably, probably probably better now because you know, like you said, the computer probably just takes over and figures it out for you. The it still works too. By the way, I've had I still have my last two cars, which were both WRXs, are both standards. And the I didn't I haven't done it in my 2011, but I used to own a 2005, and I had to I forget why I don't remember the story. Yes, it still works. If you have a car that's a standard, you can still do that. By the way, yeah, it was kind of fun actually. I've done it before. It is fun. Yeah. So, all right, man. Uh, we are done with that. And let's see. Ba-ba-ba. We are on to. Oh, we're on. Here we go. Here we go. From all across the world, there are stories to be told. 
The strange, the bizarre, funny, freaky, the abnormal, and extraordinary. Grab your beer or pour some booze. It's time for the weird news. Yes. There it is. It is the weirdest of the weird news right here. Okay. So what did you, how many did you find? I have two. I have two. So if we need two, I got two. I have two as well. All right, let's see. Oh, we're good. Here we got like we got like twelve minutes left. All right, so let's see. Do you want to go first this time? Yeah, sure. Okay. I've got I've got a, I think a relatively funny one here, and there, it, you know, nothing bad happened. It's just fun to talk about. I've got you ready? Mm-hmm. I've got two people rescued after falling in tank full of chocolate. What in Pennsylvania? Right here, right here in Pennsylvania. Oh, was it like was it like the Hershey plant? Actually, it was the Mars M&M factory in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Okay. I don't I don't know. Is that the Hershey plant? That's not the Hershey I don't think plant. That's so. somewhere else, right? I don't know. Does Hershey make, does Hershey make M&M's? No. Some some of the chocolate companies are related. I don't can, know. I don't know either. But this was the Mars M&M factory in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. And apparently two people fell into a tank full of chocolate at the Mars M&M factory in, that, that was, that's over there. Uh, they were fine. They they went to the hospital apparently, but um, one was transported by ground, one was helicopter. Uh, they lived, so I, I, when I say they were fine, I mean they lived. They, I don't know the extent of their injuries, but of course, with every one of the with, not with every one of these, but with one of these stories, people started like memeing it with like all kinds of like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory memes. You oh know, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It was like it is like a, like a Willy Wonka like situation. Oh, this is definitely very Willy Wonka esque. Ah, oh, imagine how terrifying that'd be. How how buoyant are you in chocolate? Like ha- that is a great question. I don't know. Would you just sink? Like that'd be terrifying. How do you well, swim in chocolate? Well, and and it, it must have been enough of a problem that they couldn't get them from the top because it said they cut a hole in the side of the tank to get them out. Well, and maybe they cut it down lower, but I don't think they cut it under the. Did they cut it under the chocolate line and just drain chocolate all over the place? Wow. I know, right? Like it's so it is so weird. I'm I'm wondering if like I wonder if it was like a like a man size hole in the top oh, of yeah. this giant tank and maybe they just couldn't like I don't know, like I I'd, I'd have to know more details, but it's crazy to me to think that they they had to cut a hole in the side of the tank. Dude, that's going to like that's going to just mess up production. Oh yeah, that tank's done. That tank's done. Yeah, like is there going to be a uh, is there going to be a shortage of of M and M's coming up soon because of this? <laughs> right, because in my head I have like the, the, in my head I have this like cartoonishly large chocolate tank yeah. like sitting in the middle of a warehouse and like Oompa Loompa is dumping somebody into it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, God, I, I'd hope if, that they were at least able to stand and not have to be like treading. Chocolate, treading chocolate. Yeah, yeah. it's that sounds like a like, great that sounds like a great punk band name. Treading chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, well, like a lot of these weird news stories, and this is this is sometimes where you know, just so people know, like this is a legitimate story on CNN. Like this really happened, but like with as with a lot of these weird news stories, they're always short on details. They do forget some important details. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that. I don't know why, but they do. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't want to give any details in this case. 
Maybe not. Sometimes they put too many details in there where you're like, just trying to skim through. Like, I don't even know about all this. Yeah. So, or the history of something. Yes. Yeah. Like the backstory of, I'm like, yeah, no, like, no, 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 no. Uh, like just the details is all I need. Just the funny stuff, please. Yeah. We need it for the show. Uh, all right. So uh, do you want me to go on to mine or was that it for that one? No. You, uh, yeah. Why don't you do one of yours now? Okay. All right. So mine is, oh, uh, mine's the, the, the Guinness Book of World Records. I mentioned this earlier. Okay. A new record was broken. Uh, it was a the largest wave ever surfed. Used to be 77 feet. It was recently broken by a gentleman named Sebastian Sturbener, Steuben, Steubener, something. <laughs> uh, Steubenhofer. Steubenhofer. Uh, it was in. Uh, it was in Portugal. It, okay. The uh, Prairie de Nort, Prairie de Nort, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the, apparently this place gets really big waves. Okay. And the new the new record is 86 feet. 86 feet is the new record. What was the previous one? 77. I think that by a man. The, the woman record is like 78 feet or something. So they're, I mean, okay. they're all relatively okay. close. Uh, yeah, they're all relatively big too. That's huge, dude. And when you see this video and you watch, it looks like a, it looks like a tsunami wave, dude. It's so oh, they, big. They even have it on video too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's great. That's just even better. Yeah, which actually to that point, they have to have it on video because oh, they yeah. that's the only way they can. Because I was wondering this, I read it in the article, and they actually put that in there because I was curious. I'm like, how the hell do they measure a wave? Uh, so they have to yeah. they have to make sure they have the proper angle of the wave with the rider or the surfer. Right, right. And then they'll take a couple frames of what they consider is to be the best, the optimal way to measure it. Okay. And they will, uh, they'll take the, the human being because he's the only thing that's, that's uh, scalable as far as like, sure, to sure. Be able to measure. And they will literally count pixels. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense, right? Because yep. if you can scale something in the image and you know that the person is on the thing that you're scaling, you technically should be able to get close on anything. Yeah. Yep. So that's how okay. I'm like, how the hell do they measure this wave? Uh, and that's how they do it. Yep. They, they freeze frame it and they count pixels and they came up with uh, 86 feet. This, so 86 feet is the new record. Yes. And dude, okay. if we remember to actually post this video on the, on the Facebook page, it, it's, yeah. it's crazy, dude. This wave is so big. Okay, I want to see this now. I'm definitely going to check this out. The The average wave I looked up, because I was curious as well, that people surf is between like 9 and 12 feet. <laughs> I mean, I just laugh because it's clearly, clearly people are not surfing 86-foot waves. No, dude, it's unreal looking. Like, you got, I'll, I'll send you a link to it, dude. It's so funny. I'll try and put it on the Facebook page if I remember as well. Okay. But if not, okay. Google it, you know, Google World Record Wave surfed and you know, i'm sure you'll find it probably the first thing I, that pops up sounds awesome and i can't wait to check it out yeah so all right what's your next one well i have uh let me find the right tab here um sorry 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 i just okay here we go how to <laughs> this is kind of funny i gotta make sure i read this right the how to murder your husband writer found guilty of murdering husband what <laughs> I just love this one because not because somebody's dead. Clearly, I don't love that. I just, the headline writes itself. So you can write a book about how to murder your husband and it can be published. Well, the book itself, the book itself was that she wrote mm -hmm. was actually 
uh, it was a romance novel. She's a romance novelist that wrote a book called How to Murder Your Husband. And she was convicted of fatally shooting her husband. Is that how they did it in the book? Uh, Let me see if it actually (laughs) says that. I'll just, the the 12 person jury found Nancy, whatever, 71, guilty Mm -hmm. of second degree murder on Wednesday after deliberately. Um, after, I'm uh, sorry, after del- uh, deliberating for two days over her husband's death, according to reports. So let me see if she actually, yeah, to, uh, to be clear, we're not, we're not making fun of what she did. We're just no. making fun of the absurdity and the, the irony of it. Right. We're, it's exactly right. We are, we're making fun of the absurdity of the situation. Yeah. So, okay. All, so in her 2011 novel, she actually detailed various options. She didn't pick just one. Her her 2011 quote unquote romance novel mm-hmm. um, was was actually a, a a a form of it was a brainstorming exercise that she did for various options for committing an untraceable killing. So so she didn't, I, she didn't go by her own her own I, ideas and rules perhaps in the book. I don't think so because apparently hers hers was traceable. Her her killing was very traceable. Yeah, she used a gun. Like, yeah, the the ones that, the one that I hear about, uh, you know, was like uh, like oh like they they went on a cruise together and the husband or the wife you know fell off the back of the boat. It was so oh yeah fell off yeah yeah and she was pushed or you know the <laughs> yeah yeah those ones are a bit harder to prove unless they have it on video I guess but you know when you just blatantly shoot them with the gun you own, now you're probably going to get busted. Oh, and she, I'm reading just like what, how she got caught. And she, I mean, look, I mean, the jury already found her guilty. So I'll just say it. I mean, she clearly did it. Uh-huh. Uh, so no, she didn't even follow her own advice. I mean, not that I'm glad that she did or didn't, but I'm just saying she got caught. Yeah. Have you watched enough, like enough of those like true crime shows to know that that that's that's not going to work too well. Like they have like gunshot residue. Uh, yeah. They can trace bullets. She was on camera. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She podcasted about it. Yeah. Like, uh, all these right and you. I mean, and that's probably like not. You don't want this stuff to work. Clearly, nobody does. But every one of these people who do this, when they like review the cases, like on like true, like those, you know, all the like the crime podcasts, or you read it in the paper, it's it's like how. Did, you didn't think about some of this stuff like their cell phones were traced to the place that happened. Right. It's just like, I, I don't know. I don't want people to think about it any harder because clearly I don't want it to work, but yeah, I don't think any of these people are thinking about what they're doing. No, no, this is weird. They can even publish that too. Even, even as a novel, I guess, I guess when you consider it like, I don't know, it just seems like a, like a, a how to guide more it's than basically what she wrote. Yeah. More than like a, you know, a sexual novel or whatever she called it. Romance novel certainly doesn't seem that way no no it's kind of messed up do you think it would be do you think it would be as accepted if it was the other way around says how to kill your wife oh you know what i i wanted to throw this in here Mm -hmm. um real quick before that point because apparently she did attempt though one of the things that she did put in her book she had purchased this is kind of interesting only just because of the facts of the case she swapped out the parts in the gun that she owned to mix up the to make to basically mix up the weapon okay so she she used she had she had bought a ghost gun oh she switched out barrels or something and then she switched out barrels and stuff after she committed the crime so that the gun that she had now 
was an amalgamation of parts that didn't match the gun that she used to commit the crime. They found her anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like the, the investigators and stuff were like, I don't know, man, this is like a whole bunch of different parts on this one. This clearly wasn't the gun that was used. Right. Even though, like, yeah, I think she kept part of it, right? The, the grip and everything, and she changed everything else out so it didn't look, so it didn't, wasn't traceable, but they found they, it It didn't work anyway. But yes, it's kind of funny you asked earlier, did she actually use some of her ideas? And yes, as it looks like, she did use at least one of her own ideas. So apparently her book is not good advice. <laughs> I don't think so. It didn't work. No, no. You think she was just trying to get credibility for her book to maybe sell yeah, more copies? Yeah, she's like, look, it worked for me. Yeah, it worked for me. It can work yeah. for you. And then she gets busted for admitting it. Well, now, she, now she's in jail. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, at least she's older. I mean, I guess. Yeah. So she, <laughs> doesn't have to spend her whole life there. Yeah. Not that that's a silver lining, I guess, in the whole situation. Sure, but, sure. Uh, yeah. Shame on her. All right. So we got uh, we got enough time for one more. I'm going to pound this one out. Okay. This one is very interesting. And just by the headline, it, it totally caught my attention. I had to read through it says uh, Geico, the, you know, insurance, you know, massive fucking. Yes. Yes. Massive insurance conglomerate. Yeah. They were ordered to pay a Missouri woman $5.2 million after she contracted an STD in a car. Yes. Think about that for a second. Wait, hold on. <laughs> so let me just, let me just, the person unfortunately contracted the STD. TD in the car, mm-hmm. but the insurance company that insures the car had to pay out. Yeah. Yeah. So the insured, oh. the insured individual, the male, uh, who, who had the car, they, he, he, he alleged, uh, neglected to inform the defendant or the, whatever you or call her, the person who brought the case. Yeah. The, the 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 woman who brought the case, right? Yes, I guess he, that here. I guess he'd be the defendant, or uh, well, anyway, who gives a shit? But anyway, uh, he he had HPV, which is what they call a human human papillomavirus. Yeah, they uh, and she contracted it while they were in said car having sexual relations. So for some reason they found that the insurance policy on the car because it happened in the car, they were responsible to pay that woman for contracting this. I think, I mean, good for her, I guess, and the lawyers that somehow pulled that shit off, but I guess bullshit. (laughs) Like, well, that's so, it's so, it's interesting because somehow the lawyers found enough of the wording in the insurance, you know, cause these, you got, you, you have, I mean, everybody knows like insurance companies are like, you know, obviously they're run by lawyers too. Right. And yeah. then what, what the company covers has to be so detailed in their, in their, in the contract, basically that you sign with the insurance company that somehow the lawyers for her found enough language in there loose enough to cover this. Yeah. The, the, the fact that they were sitting in the car when this happened, is now the car's fault. That's so yeah. weird. It's so weird to me that that's well, and I, a thing. Like, yeah, it's cra- it's crazy. Like, I don't know. It'd be like coming after your homeowner's insurance. Like, like if somebody came over and like like let's say someone come over to your house and they, and they choked on a on a carrot. 
would, would your, I guess, I guess, I don't know, is that different? Like, could, could you go no, back on the homeowners? You know, it's funny that you say that because I'm pretty sure that situation that you brought up has actually happened. And so would the homeowners pay? I, well, here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think what they found was, and I, and I'm, I, I, I'm just complete speculation on my part. I don't want anyone to be like, well, Joe said this, you know, well, I it's all speculation. Because, yeah. Yeah. I suspect that the language in either, it can be in your homeowners too, because you know, you and I both carry our car insurance carries protection. If we cause uh, physical harm, physical and mental harm to other people. Yeah. But typically what everyone thinks about that is, is if, if I accidentally drive my car through somebody's house, right. Right. And I hurt somebody in the other house, my car insurance will help cover that. God forbid I never, ever, ever do that. But what I think probably got tripped up here is that they used it for literally inside the car for the situation that's being described. Yeah. That's crazy. They found that loophole. I'll bet you there's going to be a serious uh, change in their. Oh, absolutely. In their wordage, verbiage. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, this is going to kick off. I would not be surprised to see this kick off a re verbiage, a, a change to the verbiage in everybody's car insurance. Yes. Yeah. It can't like it, it cannot. It, you can't claim something like this. If the car wasn't moving, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. It's very yeah, interesting. I, I'm really curious. I have uh, my my uncle's insurance agent and one of my good friends, Jason's a good. Uh, he's insurance agent. Okay. I'm really curious to see what their opinions are in this. I'll have to oh, ask them. Oh yeah, about. That, yeah. You know, you should. We should do that for next show. We should. We should get some feedback to this case, just because I'm curious. I'm curious to see what they think too, because I'm sure the insurance company swore up and down and had their lawyers screaming that this should not be something they cover. Yeah. Yeah, but they fucking figured it out, man. Yeah, good for wow. them, I guess. I guess this probably just means our insurance is going to go up more. Although we don't have Geico, so what? <laughs> Maybe it is also possible too. We'll end with you know, we can end with this if you want. It's possible too that Geico's was really not written in an effective way that say like somebody else's might be right? right. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, all right, dude. We're just we're a little over an hour, so let's uh, let's wrap this one up. All right. So yeah, thank you guys for tuning in for another one, and we'll see you on the next one. Talk to you next time.